This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey there, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which has 401 ways to make a difference in yourself and the world. This week on the podcast, I'm talking about little things that make a big difference. And today's little thing is microdosing. I'm talking with Tracy T, a former stand-up comedian and serial entrepreneur who now runs Moms on Mushrooms, an online community for mothers who are either interested in or already practicing microdosing on hallucinogenic mushrooms. I know what you're probably thinking. What? Why? How? And maybe, should I do that? (laughs) Tracy, I'm so happy to have you today. I cannot wait for you to answer all the burning questions that I have and I know other women have about mushrooms. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) Hello. I'm equally as happy to be here. And you just fire off those questions and I will answer them as best I can. Okay, fantastic. All right. So (laughs) what is Moms on Mushrooms and how did you come to be the host of a community called Moms on Mushrooms? Mm. Yeah. So Moms on Mushrooms is an online community and educational platform. It focuses on bringing mothers together around the sacred use of plant medicine. And inside the community, you have the opportunity to have access to resources and education and or join a cohort or a course to learn about the safe and intentional use of microdosing psilocybin. And I came to this by my own journey with plant medicine that began in 2018, but I didn't end up ever even taking any psychedelics in my life until 2020 when I was 44 years old. And it changed my life. I ended up doing shrooms on a camping trip with a bunch of other moms, and it was profound for me in all the ways. And after that experience, I felt like microdosing really just made a lot of sense in my mind. I'm not a drug person. I never did drugs in college. I never, never did ecstasy with when all my friends were going to raves. I've never done anything. And for some reason, the mushrooms just made sense. And when I started microdosing, I myself took a course and because I didn't know the how or the why or what it was. And no one could really seem to answer that for me. And when I finally kind of came up with my own practice and protocol, it profoundly changed my life. But in working with the medicine on a kind of weekly basis, a more regular basis, what I realized is that it just lands different when you're a mother. 
and that we come to this medicine as mothers with different concerns, different fears, and different ways of healing. And we don't, as busy moms, especially busy Western moms, we don't have the luxury of spending three and a half hours doing our yoga and our journaling and taking a bath and stretching and breath work every morning. And we don't get to go to Bali <laughs> for two weeks. And we I don't get to go to the Amazon rainforest and do 10 rounds of ayahuasca over three weeks. Those things aren't in my wheelhouse right now. But I knew in my heart that this medicine could have a profound effect on moms. And as we exited a lot of the ridiculousness of the pandemic and were faced with this existential fear and dread and overwhelm and anxiety, you know, and witnessing our lives completely change, you know, almost in the blink of an eye, moms are at the core of that and are really broken. And Having worked in the mom space for 10 years, formerly I had a comedy, a live comedy show with my best friend and business partner that we co-wrote and produced and performed together called The Pumpin' Up Show. And we toured the country performing the show for moms. And we saw firsthand by listening to their stories after the show, you know, hugging moms and taking photos with them that there is a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of sadness and there's a lot of disconnect among moms and as connected as we all seem to think we are in this digital world the truth is is that a lot an alarming amount of mothers feel very alone and very disconnected and very unsupported and very unclear of who they are outside of just being a mother and those things were coming up for me as well and when i started microdosing psilocybin a lot of those things came up even more but they came up and out of me. And it wasn't until about nine months after I started microdosing and I ended up taking a large dose ceremonial journey with psilocybin that I realized that this is the next part of Tracy T of my next story. And that what I did on the stage and comedy of bringing moms together and laughing about the things we had in common I felt very much like the medicine was calling us to connect and reconnect and just start talking. And that's how Moms on Mushrooms was born. Wow. There's so much to unpack in yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I am a mom myself. I lived yeah. through the pandemic. I completely identify with this sadness and disconnection and overwhelm and stress. And I mm -hmm. mean... If there was ever a year to try psychedelics, 2020 right? was it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes so much sense to me. Totally. I noticed that when you were talking, though, you were calling microdosing plant medicine. Can you explain that term for people who aren't familiar with it? Yes. Thank you. And it's actually incorrect. Mushrooms aren't a plant. They're a fungi. Okay. So it's technically fungi medicine, but that just seems real pretentious. And I'm all about meeting people where we're at. Mm -hmm. And so plant medicine is the generally widely used terminology for psychedelic medicine or entheogenic medicine, which is the use of plants. And, you know, in that terminology, we could talk about peyote, wachuma, ayahuasca, I guess those are kind of some main ones, you know, then there's combo, which is from a frog and there's a boga. There's a lots of different facets mm -hmm. of psychedelic medicine, but it just tends to get lumped into plant medicine. 
And even though it's probably, well, it is incorrect. I just say it because people understand generally what it means. Right. I got it. Okay. I mean, to me, I'm curious though, it's not just about the source of the medicine, right? Oh, it comes from plants and therefore it's natural and safe. I don't know. But like, and this ties into my next question too. Mushrooms are really having a moment with the like the fantastic Mm -hmm. fungi documentary on Netflix Mm -hmm. and then... Michael Pollan is writing about the healing benefits of psychedelics that are com- that are plant-based. I think, I actually didn't read the book, I have to confess, but, you know, mm. there's something about this idea of, I think it's like, maybe speaking to our craving to be closer to nature, like we feel disconnected yeah. from the natural world. Am I reading into that? Is that? No, I think you're nailing it. One of my teachers offers that those of us who come from European descent, have been disconnected from our our roots that are steeped in nature for many generations that that connection to nature has just been lost over time and it's it goes way back and our culture is not one that puts the great mother mother gaia pachamama the earth at the forefront or that even puts nature as something that is healing it's novel, right? Like, oh, I'm going forest bathing or, oh, I'm grounding. But we have to state these things as a as like an external activity rather than something that's integrated into our daily lives. I mean, how many memes and online discussions have we had about there's the moms who think that any dirt on the hands of a kid is going to get them sick and horribly messed up. And then there's moms that are like, if we don't get dirt on our kids' hands, they're going to be sick and horribly messed up. <laughs> and we're just at a real, we've gotten a little upside down, I think. And from where I sit with my relationship with the mushrooms, and I I say that because I do think that it's, it's an energetic relationship as much as it is something that's consumed and fuses with your body. I think that the mushrooms in particular have shown up at our collective doorsteps because we are becoming too lost. If we don't turn around and start paying attention to the ground beneath our feet, it's not going to go great. And we see that with the way we treat the earth we see that with the way we treat each other. And we see that in the just overall disconnection that humans are feeling. And the shrooms are, it's a mycelial web. I mean, it the, the mycelial web is underneath the ground beneath us and connects us to everything. And that same web looks like the internet, which also looks like our brains. And I just don't think it's a coincidence that it exists as a way for us to actually become connected. And that's a lot of why I also started Moms on Mushrooms because I think that unlike an antidepressant or any number of Western pharmaceuticals, this medicine isn't supposed to be taken in a vacuum. And what it's asking us to do is to simply just start talking together in community. And I think that's why they're having a moment. Now, is it becoming borderline hype fad? And is there a lot of hyperbole around it? Yes. But, you know, there's a lot of people who've been working with this medicine for generations, for decades underground, doing amazing work, not to mention our original brothers and sisters who have been working with this forever. And I think it's time to start listening to the messages that it's trying to share. Awesome. 
I want to dial it back a little bit and just get really practical and ask you, what does microdosing mean? If you, for those of us who don't know, I mean, are, yeah. does that mean you're like, hi, are you hallucinating? Or what does it mean? It does not mean you're high. In fact, it's the opposite of high. Microdosing is taking a subperceptual dose of a hallucinogenic medicine. And the idea is that over time, when you take small doses with intention mm -hmm. and focus, it creates the same effect as one would have by taking a large dose journey. So a typical large dose, like journey hero's dose of psilocybin starts around typically around three grams. Although at like one gram, you can certainly start to see your state of consciousness can be altered. You might see faces on rocks <laughs> or, you know, hear music, a little different colors start to look a little brighter. At three grams, you're probably seeing something fly in the sky. You're absolutely, you know, you're having hallucinogenic effects. Mm -hmm. A microdose is generally between 50 milligrams and 250 milligrams. Okay. So tiny, tiny, tiny amounts. And the goal is to never be high. You never want to feel the perceptual effects of it. What you're feeling is the energetic and slower effects as it, in theory, and I fully admit that there unfortunately are not enough longitudinal studies or any good longitudinal studies to back this up scientifically, though we have hundreds of thousands of people giving anecdotal evidence and we can compare it to studies that have been done to large doses that when you take it incrementally over time at a small subperceptual dose, you start to rewire your neural pathways and change those toxic, bad, undesirable habits or trauma or PTSD or anxiety that you want to fix in your life. Oh, cool. Okay, listen, I want to talk more about those effects, but I have to take a quick break. So everybody stay tuned. We'll be right back. The habits you do every day have a much bigger impact on your health than the things you do every once in a while. That's why I decided to start using a water filter at home so that the water we drink and cook with every day has as few contaminants in it as possible. Because unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. I love the AquaTrue Countertop Reverse Osmosis Water Purifier. It requires no plumbing. You just plug it in and fill up the tank with tap water, and 15 minutes later, you have a beautiful pitcher of great-tasting, pure water. I drink it on its own or use it to make tea, and I even cook with it. And now, you can visit AquaTrue.com and enter code KATE at checkout for 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier. AquaTrue's purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, arsenic, and forever chemicals. Best of all, just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, saving you money and the environment tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code KATE at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code K-A-T-E. 
Okay, and we're back with Tracy T, founder of Moms on Mushrooms. So Tracy, you were telling us about what microdosing is. So it is, uh, you called it a sub-perceptual dose. Did I have that right? Yes. Correct. So you're not like, yeah, walking around and the toilet is starting to talk to you or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> not a great idea. But what are the short-term effects? I mean, I assume they come in capsules. Like you take the capsules in the morning and then what happens? What is the, what's the experience? Yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, you can take it in a capsule. You can take, you know, the actual dried mushroom and just, you know, measure it, cut it up and chew it. Mm -hmm. There's many, you can put it, sometimes people take tinctures. The effect typically, since you're not feeling in it anything, and it's not even necessarily like an Advil where in one minute you have a headache and 30 minutes later you don't. The best way I can describe it is I would say it depends on the person, but if you've got a fairly consistent protocol, within the first couple weeks, you may start to notice that those frayed edges, those nerve endings that are real hot and real spicy, they (laughs) just start to soften. And one way I also like to describe microdosing is it gives me space between my words. So I'm not just reactively kind of vomiting out the first thing that comes into my head. I'm somehow able to zoom out, flip the cap up on the head, look at the words forming and say, oh gosh, girl, like don't say that. It's not a good (laughs) idea. Rearrange the words and then shoot them out the mouth. And that's been a real gift. And the third way I would describe it is in terms of issues, triggers, problems, Whatever's coming up for you as an individual, if you imagine putting your your palm of your hand in front of your face and that's the thing that's niggling at you at the moment, you're looking at it, it's looking at you, you're acknowledging your emotions or your feelings mm-hmm. and recognizing it and like staring at it. And then it kind of just dissolves into little butterflies and flies away Mm. rather than going back down inside you so that we experience this loop of, okay, I fixed my trauma. Okay, no, now it's coming back again. And that's what I think some of the problems with like traditional talk therapy, we're not actually getting to the root of the problem and releasing it. And I find that working with psilocybin, it just gets out of my body and it's gone. Now that doesn't mean there's not something else still there, <laughs> but that thing tends to just leave. Got it. So how can microdosing play a role in moving away from unhelpful daily habits, like maybe having one or a couple of glasses of wine or, or something like mm-hmm. that? Well, there's a couple theories behind it. We know that First of all, psilocybin, it's not addictive. You can't become addicted to psilocybin in the way you can become addicted to alcohol or sugar or coffee mm-hmm. or nicotine. And there's a lot of growing science that's suggesting that psilocybin is actually anti-addictive so that it actually releases you from your addictions. I think that comes from a lot of different spaces But if you just look at the anxiety and overwhelm piece and its effects on your serotonin, it acts as a way to calm those nerves down so that you're not so afraid, 
so that you just don't need that glass of wine at the end of the day. You're more present with yourself. You're more at peace with the situation and you feel like you have the capability to handle it instead of just reaching for a glass of wine because you have to like wind down. Mm -hmm. Everything just becomes a little bit softer and the desire what I found for myself personally and in uh, many women who've taken Moms on Mushrooms course is that the desire to drink isn't as prevalent because you're just not as high strung at that five o'clock hour as you used to be. Got it. Now, although psilocybin has been granted breakthrough therapy status by the FDA, which I read about, which is cool, and is being Mm -hmm. studied for treatment in PTSD and non-responsive depression, It's still illegal in most states. You live in Colorado Mm -hmm. where I believe it is legal, Mm -hmm. but most states it is not. So what does Mm -hmm. that mean for a person who lives in a state where psilocybin and mushrooms that contain them are outlawed, but who are interested in trying microdosing? Yeah, it means it's really unfortunate. I live in Colorado. It's decriminalized here, which means it's not officially legal. You can't sell it. And uh, Moms on Mushrooms doesn't actually sell mushrooms. We provide education. Okay. So we're lucky that we can, but we can have it without going to jail. And I think it's really, really unfortunate that this is considered a schedule one drug right up there with heroin. When if you Google toxic comparison between alcohol and psilocybin, alcohol is off the charts and psilocybin's down at the bottom in terms of the toxicology or like the toxic effects it has on your body. So for those people who are interested in using it in a state where it's illegal, yeah, you know, I can never tell anyone to do it and violate the law. It's real unfortunate. And I'm disappointed that our country doesn't value the healing benefits of this medicine over its outdated political beliefs, frankly, at the expense of good people who it could really benefit. So, you know, look at your state laws, look at what's happening in your state. When it's decriminalized, many people are able to grow it themselves. It's actually fairly easy to grow. And if it's something that we feel that you as a listener feel passionate about, you know, we got to start pushing for it, for legislation for it to change. Because yeah, technically you could go to jail, which is just blows my mind. (laughs) Well, Tracy, thanks so much for giving us a little microdosing 101 for people who are interested in what you're saying and want to connect with you. Where can they find you? A little microdose on microdosing. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me at momsonmushrooms.com or on Instagram at at momsonmushroomsofficial. We have a monthly membership that's kind of like Facebook for Moms on Shrooms for people who are either interested in learning about microdosing, but aren't ready to commit, but want access to information that's vetted. And please don't follow hashtag psilocybin anywhere. It's a bad idea. (laughs) And you can join our monthly membership if you're a mother. We have courses, uh, three-month courses that are offered throughout the year. And we have a great microdosing 101, just sort of instant download course that gives a really great primer on all things microdosing just enough before your head starts to explode so it can answer those questions on dosage and science and all the things through the lens of being a mother. Awesome. Thank you for being here today, Tracy. Thank you. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. 
The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 